Hello, everybody. I'm Otis Nelson, and I have the wonderful Denise William Jones here today on Lasso's podcast. She's the owner and founder of Next Level Success. And I've had, uh, I want Denise here today because she just really embodies the same type of vision and mission that we have here at Lasso. And really, it's just doing right by dentistry. And so I wanted her to come on here today and share her story of why she does what she does and why she founded Next Level Success and uh, continues to move it forward. So, Denise, with that said, I'd love for you to you know say hello to everybody and then uh, talk about your journey. Sure. Thank you, first of all, for having me on your podcast. I am absolutely excited to be on here. I've gotten to know you, Otis, a, a little over time, and I, I love what you're doing in the dental industry, and it really does align with what I'm doing. So to tell you all a little about myself, my name is Denise Williams-Jones, and for many years I worked in a dental office. So I worked in a pediatric office for almost 17 years, and I did chairside for 15 of those years, and front office for two. Um, during those years, I was the doctor's right-hand man. And so he really set the stage for doing things in an excellent way. He was very particular and he wanted things a certain way. And initially coming out of uh, when I first became an RDA, I was, that was hard for me. However, I realized that I had an opportunity to really learn from him. And I learned so much. So I consider that him in the dental industry as being my first mentor because he really taught me how to talk to vendors, how to talk to patients, how to be organized, how to get a system together. Uh, we created a system for ordering that was really intricate. And the way we created it is we created um, a six-week backlog. So nothing would ever run out. We had our four-week um, amount of supplies that we needed for the month, and then mm -hmm. we had two weeks always um, up in our storage. So creating that, I had to go through every single thing in the office and figure out <laughs> how many uses we could get from a fluoride bottle, how many uses we could get from all of our materials, paper, everything. Well, it kind of set the stage for the organization, and I thought... I guess this is the way it's supposed to be, but a lot of dental offices don't do it that way. Moving forward, right. I, I went, to, yeah, they, they don't. They just, it's kind of all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> right? And so moving forward, I, I begin to work at a, another office after almost 17 years there, general, and it was front office. So when I entered that realm, um, that doctor I was fortunate enough, loved seminars. So we had every consultant possible, every seminar, every dental meeting, and I loved it. I started to see and notice, though, that there wasn't a lot of people that were speaking that came from being in the trenches, working as a team member. I, I learned a lot. I got a lot of valuable material and learned quite a bit, but it was just, I just felt like there wasn't anybody in the trenches with us. And so I really wanted to be that person. And so I started thinking about coming up with something on my own based on the things I'd learned and having my own twist on it, not plagiarizing anyone else's, but saying, hey, I kind of like what they're doing there. I kind of like what's going on there, but I have an idea of how I think it should be. So 
that was the start of Next Level to Success. Um, took a, a little while. I, I, from there, I got some other mentors. I started to, um, actually, I approached about 10 people that I respected in the industry. And I said, I am need help. If there's anything you could do to help or any advice you could give me, I would be thrilled. And I had about four or five people that said, sure, what do you need help with? And so that kind of started my mentorship with other people. So from there, I put together Next Level to Success, and I took it out on the road. I was still working for the doctor. I had two mm -hmm. clients. Um, one was a chiropractic office. One was a dental office. Got my feet wet, made some mistakes, figured out like what to do, what not to do. Um, from there, came back and revamped it. And I asked the doctor if he would let me run the program in his office and track everything, track all the stats, track everything that I wanted to do, give it a chance to see what worked and what didn't work. So we proceeded over three years to test all my theories on, on, pay, on new patients, mm -hmm. on uh, treatment coordinating, on handoffs, on everything that I wanted to do. Some things failed miserably. <laughs> you, have to do, you have to do that to make sure what's right. And you know what I'm loving hearing about this, about you talk through this is it's, I mean, you lived it and you like built it all the way up and really figured out what wasn't working, what is working. You know, oh, I mean, it's it's really fascinating to hear. So I mean, I'll let you go because things do. Now, not, you know, myself too, just blow things up and like, okay, well, now nah, yeah. that's not going to yeah, yeah. It, it was like some things I'm like, this is so good. It was horrible. There were some things that I said, eh, and they turned out to be great. There were other things that we were able to fine tune. So I was really fortunate. I worked for, at the time, Dr. Jack Von Bulow, and he was open to it. He's like, go ahead. I'll be the beta test. So I came up with a bunch of things that we did in the office. And then as I started to fine tune them, I started to take it back out on the road. So right before COVID, and I told doctor, okay, I'm going to go from five days to four days to three days to two days. I'm going to slowly back it up. And so uh, right before COVID, I was working about four days in the office and I was consulting about four offices. So I was do I was exhausted. I was getting home at like 10 o'clock at night, but I needed to do both to overlap and, and see what worked. Um, I hadn't really done a lot of speaking, but I love to talk. Um, I was raised in a religion uh, that I'm currently not involved in. But when I was raised um, in this religion, we used to go door to door. So. I'd been talking to people since I was five years old. You know, you never know who was on the other side of the door. Every Saturday morning, we'd knock on the doors and talk. And my parents really instilled, like, getting us, like, nope, you're going to do it. So I am very fortunate for the opportunity because although I'm not part of it, it taught me how to speak to anyone. Uh, you didn't know if it was a male, female, religious, atheist. You didn't know who was there, you know. <laughs> and so that I started to really think about, like, I really do like to talk. And maybe I should get into the speaking part of it. So when COVID hit, I lost all my clients. So, I, yeah, I lost them. And then the office was closed for about four or five months. So I took that time to revamp things. When I revamped things, I thought, Instead of just doing one or the other, let's mix it up. And so then coming out of it, 
I went down to three days a week and I started consulting again and I started speaking. And then finally I told Doc, okay, I got to go do this. Like, (laughs) it's calling me. I got to do this. Um, The philosophy behind Next Level to Success is to empower team members, Um, to empower doctors as well. But here's the thing. Our industry has a bad rap of being boring. Our industry has a bad rap of being <laughs> sterile, <laughs> right? There's some lightness there, huh? <laughs> like the instruments, I love that needs to be sterile. Absolutely, I understand. But mm. people have gotten so. Everyone says they hate the dentist, and I really feel that you can have a good time. You can be yourself and you can be authentic and you can do a great job. And I Mm -hmm. feel that what I bring to the table is I really, my goal is to empower the team member to really take that role and understand that they are the gatekeepers to what's going on in the office. They make or break that doctor's schedule production because if it doesn't start correct with the phone call and when they come in as a new patient they're never going to get to the chair to see how great the doctor is that's just right. the, that's the fact and that's something that i feel a lot of people overlook a lot of people feel that it doesn't matter those little extras don't matter it does matter because target has it dialed in who can go in target and buy one thing <laughs> right <laughs> yeah didn't no right you can't. You, you go into Target, you're like, whoo, I feel good. I want to bring that same feeling in the office. When people feel good and you make them feel happy and you are attentive and you're, um, you, you show a great culture and you're kind and you're authentic, they want to be there. We can change this. I hate the dentist. I hate the dentist. And I, I think that coming from being a former team member, as at the front desk, we've always gotten that rap like we're the receptionist. And, and one of my mm-hmm. subjects I speak about is uh, front office, you are not just the receptionist. Like, let, let's change right. that. Let's empower that and realize you have just as much to do with that bottom line as the doctor doing the work. And so my right. goal is to get into offices, show them that it can be done, empower that, co- that communication, that those leadership skills to connect front and back to really bring the doctor's bottom line up. Good. I mean, that's awesome. And I really do appreciate you sharing your insights on, mm-hmm. on, you know, what got you there and then, you know, why you continue to do it and why you continue to empower them. And what's really exciting to hear about it is it really is, you know, you mentioned culture and culture is really big here at Lasso too. And I really do think it starts from the top all the way down. But if you can embody a good culture and a good environment, everybody wants to be there. You know, everybody wants to be here at Lasso because of the culture. And if you're bringing that into a dental office, a patient coming in can fill that energy. And so, I mean, I, I think you're on to something really, really, really great. And I think it's important and people definitely need to be reminded of that instead of it just being a regular job coming in or yes. getting that person, you know, in there that you're not setting, you know, your team members up for success either. 
right? And so we want them to want to come to work and want to talk with the patients and move them along. So, I mean, such a powerful story. And uh, I mean, you were made for this, like you said, five years old, knocking on doors. I I finally, you know, growing up in school, it was like, I'd get those notes. Denise was talking, Denise was talking. And I'm like, I found something that I am passionate about and I can make money, a living, and I can talk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what, what you say about Lasso is true because the other side of the coin of that is that, you know, on one hand, we want to get that culture tight. We want to build those relationships with the patients. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, we got to have our systems in point. That goes back to mm-hmm. me learning from um, Dr. Snare, my original doctor I worked for, ha- creating that inventory system, having our systems in check because it's it's all together. It's like the other side of the coin. You can't have one without the other. You can't have great culture and not have your systems in check. You can't have your systems on point and have crappy culture. And so you'll have an office that says, we have all our things online. We have everything perfect. But then you walk in and it's like, vibe, the energy, not good. Or you have some that welcome you and it's just a a complete hot mess because there's paper. They don't have a way that they do everything. And that's kind of where... You take a software company like what y'all are doing. You take a what I'm trying to create is what I'm trying to create is I don't ever want to be the consultant that does something that's not in my wheelhouse. I want to be the person that says, let me help you get your system and culture in check. And then I know a company that can help you do this part. I know someone that can help you do that. And I really think that that is um, also building relationships, not with not just with the with the mm-hmm. patients, but with each other, with companies. Like yep. we're sitting here and we're communicating, we're building a relationship that these things go hand in hand. You know, that's all I think. Yeah. That's not you. <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you're, you're definitely in, you know, Lassa would love to continue to keep working with you and, and, and talking, but yes. we hear nothing but great things about you and just, you know, in the speaking circuit, the industry. And uh, we're very lucky to have you on our podcast here today. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, with that, we're going to wrap it up here. But uh, Denise, I really do appreciate you coming here today. We'll see you at, you know, Speaking Consulting Network here in about a month. And uh, I hope everything continues to grow on your end and you keep empowering offices. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me.